Welcome to Living on Purpose. I'm Mark Pumphrey along with my co-host, Dr. Christy Stewart, coming to you from the Circle City, Indianapolis, Indiana. And Christy, today we have a very special guest. Yes, we do. One of our favorites. One of our favorite. Country music artist, Shelly Tackett. She came back on the show and she wanted to kind of talk about how the artists are getting by in this pandemic, you know, and how maybe we can help out as people listening. You know, we've talked to her a few times, and this will be, what, our third time third actually time. speaking to her on the show. And uh, our first time, this, so that that way everybody remembers, was Magic my... Magic Still Happens, one yeah. of my favorite shows we did on one of her songs. But she was only with us in spirit. That's true. We actually went over her song. And then she decided to come on the show, and it was my worst interview ever. So... <laughs> Yeah, but but the pretty wife made up for it, so that's, that's true. good. That's true. But we wanted to thank. Hey, hey there. You <laughs> <laughs> and we wanted to thank her so much for coming back on the show and kind of talking about this and what she's doing to get through the pandemic, and you know, like I say, what we can do to help. So thank you so much for coming back onto the show, Shelley, and uh, welcome. Welcome. Yes, definitely. <laughs> thank you very much. We we've been catching your shows that you've been doing on Facebook, and we're actually people can you know, use their PayPal accounts and uh, make a donation. So thank you so much for coming on the show and talking to us about this. And let's just kind of start off. Where are you at right now with the pandemic? And, you know, how are you dealing with it? Thanks for having me, first of all. Secondly, I had been doing Facebook Live stream broadcasts where I get up and, you know, set up and just sing some of my songs. So I had already actually been doing that prior to the quarantine. So when the quarantine hit, I, I realized I had a lot more people that were suddenly watching because they didn't have to go to work. They were stuck at home. Um, <laughs> and they, they, a lot of them were just bored out of their minds. And so I started, I, I called it Tax TV. Oh. And, uh, I, I, would, I would put, I would post the regular schedule up on my Facebook music page and, and let them know when they could tune in for that week. I, you know, as far as the, the PayPal and the Venmo, I had always been doing that, just as, you know, they call it a digital tip jar, where people can watch, and, and if they're tuned in and they want to throw you a little tip, they can do that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so when the pandemic hit, I had a lot of people say, you were ahead of your time. You were already doing it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it just, it made it a little easier for me, I think, than, than some of the other artists that I know, because they, they hadn't done a lot of it. Suddenly, that was their only option. Well, and I had, I had already done it, so I was kind of comfortable with the tech. And then a few friends introduced me to some other technology where you could actually have uh, a friend or two join in on your stream. And so you could have uh, a live interview or live, you know, both of you talking back and forth a little bit and have that be on your on your Facebook. So I did that a couple of times, too. Had some guests, and that was fun. I was doing them every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Now I just do Monday and Wednesday. Um, because a lot of people have gone back to work. You know, it used to just be a sporadic whenever I wanted to. Hey, guys, I'm going to go live tomorrow at whatever. And then when the quarantine hit, we just, we realized we needed it to be uh, a more decisive timeline. Mm -hmm. And so we made it more regular so people knew when to tune in. And so Monday, Wednesday, Friday, was, and it was still a lot more than a lot of other artists. But with that regularity, I sort of had to change things up. So, you know. When you go out and you tour, you're playing to different locations and different audiences for the most part every night. So right. if you're running on a, the same set list, it's not that big of a deal. Or, you know, ever, I get bored with myself, so I'll throw in an extra song or change it up <laughs> a little bit. But mm -hmm. for the most part, you kind of have your core set list. Well, 
if you're singing to the same audience three times a week, mm. you've got to mix things. You've got to mix things up in a big way. So I actually started doing some cover songs, which for a long time I I swore I just would not ever do because <laughs> right. I spent so much of my life singing other people's songs until I got to Nashville and became a singer songwriter. And as a songwriter in Nashville, you don't sing other people's songs; you sing your songs. But after, you know, weeks of doing it, I was kind of like, okay, it's time to sing other people's songs. So um, we started doing some themes. I had one day that was Lilith Fair Day, and that was a that was a really fun day for everybody, um, where I did only songs that were ever performed at Lilith Fair. I did a 90s rock medley day where I just straight up had everything. I didn't even talk that day. I just did 20 minutes solid of 90s rock medley, one song rolling right into the other. Wow, okay. And, and let me tell you right now, if you see an artist pull out a medley like that at their show, they deserve an extra <laughs> shout and an extra <laughs> applause because the amount of work that that took. <laughs> oh, that's wild. Well, and I got to hand it to you because this is actually a very creative way to actually get your voice back out there. Because I think yeah. most people really do think that if you're an artist and you're and you're performing all the time, that somehow. There's always tons of money, if you will. But oh, for, the, for the most part, this is dried up for everybody. There are no bookings. There are no venues no. that are taking anybody. So your whole revenue has ended. Right. For, and not just you, but a lot of people right. in the same situation. So, yeah, right. I, I applaud you for that. That's fantastic. I got so sort of creative with it. We did an Elvis day, and I showed up as Elvis. I dressed up as Elvis. <laughs> and did that whole That's thing. awesome. We had a beach day, we had the kiddie pool, and we had little <laughs> yeah. things floating around in the kiddie pool, and I sat in the hammock, and I drank Mai Tais, so by the end of that particular one, I'd had a little bit to drink. Um, <laughs> That's funny. But, and, and then that day got crazy, because, so I could interact on the phone, um, I was using the computer to stream, and using my phone to interact with the stream, if that makes sense, mm -hmm. and the dog hit the stand because we were out, I was outside in the backyard sitting by the kiddie pool. Well, my dog hit the stand that the computer was sitting on, and the computer <laughs> fell into the pool. Oh, no! So, and the next thing I know, my tip jar started increasing because I was talking about it. It happened five minutes before we went live, and I was like, well, oh. we lost the computer. So my tip jar was a little more full that day because people knew we were going to have to get the computer fixed. <laughs> Oh no! Did was did you damage it? Was I mean? Oh yeah, it was it was done. Luckily, oh. I, I do have a I have a friend that works in computer security, and he we dropped it off on his porch, and he at least was able to recover what was on it. Oh which was actually that was actually the most important thing because uh, my wife ha had a lot of work on that. Wow! <laughs> and no. So aside from the loss of the computer, we were like, oh my god, if she loses like you know twenty hours of work that she's put in there. The, that's the financial loss. So right. luckily, he was able to he was able to recover that. So oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That's good. Um, so lesson learned: no more kiddie pool when you're performing <laughs> no a concert, no or especially no more dog outside with kiddie pool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. Oh my god. So now, I want to I want to touch on something you just said, Mark, sure. too, because aside from me, you know, I'm singer songwriter, and every, you know, people assume there's money, but of course, people, I think people recognize that my level that the bulk of my money comes from touring. And um, I'm not, you know, you're not seeing me on the Today Show and I'm not playing Jimmy Fallon and all that kind of stuff. I'm not as in the eye as a lot of other artists are. But people need to understand, too, even really well-known artists, even artists that you think are phenomenally wealthy, 
I'll give you I'll give you an example. Kenny Chesney's a great example. Kenny has money. Kenny has a lot of money. But even Kenny is trying to keep his team employed. He's like, you know, yeah, I've got money. I can probably get my band and my crew and keep them paid through this year. Maybe I might be able to pull that off for two years, but then that's it. Like then everybody's in the same boat. So like even people with a that are millionaires, I mean, they're trying to keep their teams intact too because they don't want them starving. They don't want them getting evicted, you know? They want them available when they are able to start touring. You know, they, if they if they have to stop paying them now, that's not great either because then those guys are going to go looking possibly for other work wherever they can get it, whenever they can get it. So I think they that's value their work, they're trying to keep them on their team. Even people with a lot of money right now are cautious you know they're not able to do like they usually do either and i think that's a very valid point because i think sometimes we think it's just for lack of a better example i can give it's just garth brooks well no it's not garth brooks it's hundreds of people garth brooks is a business yeah yeah Yeah. garth brooks is a business yeah we did a show um a few weeks ago on the on the arts and how the arts are suffering because of this, and, and we had a, we had a woman who was a playwright, and she was two of her plays were supposed to be on stage this year that have now been postponed indefinitely. And she was talking about a lot of different things and how people have become very creative, and the the concerts at the drive-in theaters and so forth. So yeah, that whole concept of the arts in general is oh, yeah. it's what's gotten people through. Whether it be sure. TV or radio or music or like your stuff to look forward to on Wednesdays and, and different things, so it's gotten people through, but it's also just desperately suffering. Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. Theater in particular, I think, and move, movie theaters and you know regular theater. I don't know what you do for that. Movies that you know they can kind of Hollywood can work around it a little bit to an extent with streaming. Mm-hmm. Um, I know there have been some some movies that were released for streaming that were originally were supposed to be box office, but I don't know how theater, actual theater, I just don't know what they can do other than especially regional theater. I mean, Broadway, again, they can kind of find ways possibly to stream certain things like Hamilton, but right. what, does a, what does a regional or a local theater do? There's nothing they can do right now unless they can figure out a way to put on a play outside safely, and they're only going to have so many months where they're even able to do that. Here they've done that. There's, she's talked about that, like we have a, uh, a dinner theater here, and one of the things they're doing is they're doing 50%, and then instead of doing a buffet, they're doing just plated dinner. Right. Again, you have a, you still have the same overhead as the same overhead. You know, right. I and mean. And, and the, you know, the margins aren't great to begin with on right. a lot of the, the art situation. So mm-hmm. it's like, and even like, a lot of my, I have a lot of friends that own restaurants and they're like, you know, operating at 50% is a terrible place. We're losing money on that. Right. Oh, absolutely because you are. That, yeah, like it's better, they said it's better for us to be closed than it is to be operating at 50% capacity. Yeah, there's a lot of restaurants here in Indy that that's what their option is and it continues to be. Even uh, Hardee's down the street, they opted to close, they're still closed. People have had to try to be somewhat creative when it comes to some things, like you just said, movie theaters. I mean, you've got movies that they've already put out the money, like your yeah. Wonder Woman, mm-hmm. right? I mean, you're never going to recoup on streaming that no. to recoup your money on that. Well, and this is hard-hitting for you, too, because you do tour in Europe as well, right? Yeah, you bring that up. I've actually had to cancel two, two European tours just this year. Typically, I go in the spring and the fall, and spring, it was way too dangerous. Fall, we're still under, 
Europe, you know, the European Union wouldn't let us in. So, mm-hmm. and honestly, like, I, if they did, I, I wouldn't do it right now anyway. But I don't feel like it's safe, and I don't want to encourage people to come out and see me right now, unless it's in a safe, socially spaced environment. Even though Europe's got a much bigger handle on it, I would have to go through three major airports, three different planes. We, we were going to run into trouble because the UK was telling people, okay, you got to quarantine for two weeks before you can go anywhere else. Well, we can't quarantine two weeks before we hop a flight to Germany from the UK. So right. it just, none of it made any sense. So we had to cancel those. And, and right now we were looking at 2021. I, spring 2021 for me seems awfully optimistic. The thing that's so hard about that for me is, you know, I've been doing the streaming and I've, I've found other ways. I, I have sponsored a drive-in concert series every Saturday that happens here in Nashville at a distillery. And it's a, it's a big win-win-win because the distillery, 50% of their sales came from tourists. Well, we, mm-hmm. we don't have this course right now. And, right. and even if we did, we, we don't want them doing what they're doing. So, right. So, um, so tell so, talk about it, that. Uh, talk about how how are you doing that and what does that look like? Because I, I think did they or, you order online your alcohol and then you go get it or something and then you guys were performing on like a yeah. back of a like a tractor trailer. Yeah, we have a flatbed trailer acting as the yeah. stage right, oh. right now. Um, That's a clever um, idea. Well, it, it, I I needed there basically to not be a lot of overhead. I could have rented a portable stage, but. By the time I had the money in that, it didn't, you know, right. and we weren't, yeah, sure exactly. when, we weren't sure when we were putting this together what phase Nashville would be in, what would be the orders, and we weren't sure would people come because, you know, there's those people that are going to do whatever. Well, those weren't the people we were trying to get anyway. We wanted <laughs> right. this to be a safe place. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah, like, you, you don't want to be around people. scared to go to the bars. Right, <laughs> right, exactly. And, and we had friends, you know, I have a friend who's a type 1 diabetic, and the first show we did she said this was amazing this is the first thing i've been able to do safely in three months because you said people are parking their cars and then putting lawn chairs out in front of their cars and then so they're able to social distance and still hear you is that correct yeah so it's it's set up very much like a drive-in movie and if they so if they want to stay in their cars they can some of them stay in their car and just crack their window some people park back just a little bit and put you know a couple camp chairs in front of their car and they're still a good 10, 12 feet away from anybody else when they do that. Some people are coming in trucks and they park, you know, toward the back of the lot and they sit up in their truck bed. Some people actually climbed right on top of their whatever their SUV was and just sat on top of the SUV and took in the music. What about drive-in so, theaters? Aren't, aren't artists, uh, musicians using drive-in theaters to do concerts? Now? Some are, yeah. Um, I know Garth did, and he, you know, he did a, I think he did a live concert from a drive-in theater, and then they streamed um, it, broadcast it yeah. to, uh, you know, hundreds of other drive-in theaters across the country, and then there were ticket prices to go see that. Yeah, that um, makes sense. Yeah, and but what what we're doing is just a little different because we're not Garth Brooks. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so what I did was looked at a bunch of my friends who aren't able to go tour right now. And said, hey, you know, how do you feel about the part of the reason we have the trailer, too, is so we can space out. Like, right. I've done some co-builds where, yeah, we're on the same stage, but we're still 10 feet away from each other. Mm-hmm. Right, um, exactly. And then, and then other times it's a co-build where I just get up and do a set, I get down, somebody else comes up and does a set. So we're not on the stage at the same time. The audience is perfectly safe. They can order bottle sales from the distillery. They can just come and pick that up. Like, it's sitting there in a bag for them when they get there, if they want. Mm-hmm. Or they can go look at the table. They just have to wear their mask. 
And yeah. so it's working well. I mean, you're getting good numbers and, and the distillery is getting good sales. Yeah, it, it's been really good. We're definitely doing it through August. There might be more happening in September and October, but we wanted to do it as a trial as a summer series and see how it goes. I think we'll probably do more in September and October, but I'm not sure exactly what that's going to look like yet. So you're doing every Saturday or somebody's doing every, every Saturday? Yeah, it is every Saturday through August 22nd, but it's a different line. So this coming week I have Sarah Peacock and Trevor Bloomquist. The week after that is Candy Carpenter and Peyton Taylor. Then the week after that is Shelly Fairchild and Brianne Young. And then the week after that I'm having a big birthday bash for me with right. some special guests. You're, you're consistently every week? I'm just the host, so I, uh, yeah, there were, there were, I've already played two days. Originally when we talked about doing it, I thought about just being an anchor act and doing it every week, but Mm -hmm. realized that was a lot of me. Right, (laughs) right, there you go. It just seemed a little indulgent, and um, it also was a big commitment, and then I actually started getting offers from some other places like Virginia Mm -hmm. to come up there and play a safe concert. So we wanted to leave room for me to have the ability to go do some other places. Exactly. Yeah, Um, understood. Yeah. So I do host every week, and I provide the sound system. There's uh, Nashville Crafts provides the parking lot and the electricity. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think about that, yeah. Yeah, Peace, Love, and Paws uh, is the other sponsor, and they're actually a boarding and, and kennel facility, but they have sponsored the trailer. So they've sponsored the stage, basically. Again, another fantastic idea that I am assuming it's a collaboration that have come up with this, and you're actually putting people back in front of the music. Has that been, like, inspirational to you to actually have an audience to kind of give you back some energy versus doing Absolutely. it solely? Oh, I imagine. It was so nice to play to actual humans and not just a computer screen. <laughs> there you go. So, yeah. I mean... Look, there's an energy to that, too. I And I actually really enjoy the live streams. I can talk to them. I mean, they're, the cool thing about the live streams is I've got people over in Germany talking to people out in California, talking to people in Tennessee, and they all are on there so frequently, it's like they know each other now. That's so cool to me. Like, they mm-hmm. all cut up with each other as though we're all, you know, we are all part of this group. A lot of them have joined my fan club, and they get in there, and they, you know, socialize in that on the Facebook page of that. And I just think that's what you can't get going live. But the, the problem I'm having in this environment is I'm able to entertain people that have already heard of me. Uh, um, and I'm yeah. able to draw people, you know, I'm able to draw mm-hmm. people to these drive-in theaters that have already heard of me. But when I'm not touring, I'm not getting a lot of new fans. If I'm not somebody's opening act, I mean, that's one of the very best ways to gain new fans. That's a hard thing right now. Like, I don't, I haven't quite figured out how to conquer that. Yeah, because um, everybody's already got the T-shirt. Right. Yeah, right. That's, so that's, that's true. Sort of, we did um, some of the guest streaming sort of trying to conquer that. Like, hey, you you and I make sense. Let's have a, a guest stream where I'll sing three songs and you sing three songs. And maybe our joint fan bases will get together on this live stream and yours will discover me and mine will discover you. Yeah, exactly. Fantastic. And if that, works, that works to some extent, but, mm-hmm. you know, it's still not as good as playing a live show. Right, I could see that. I can definitely imagine that. Well, and can you talk to us a little bit what Nashville looks like right now? Because I got to tell you, when we went there, and we actually saw you in concert there and a few other places, and you're a fantastic live performer. I, uh, thanks, Mark. So can you kind of tell us what Lower Broadway looks like in Nashville right now? I mean, is it a ghost town? 
No. <laughs> oh, it's not. No, okay. that's why. That's why they're one of the highest in the country of the coronavirus okay. hotspot. Okay. Okay. Well, then there you go. Okay. I I would have thought that it would have been a ghost town, like there would have been nobody there, but apparently I and am wrong. For part for part of March and April, it was. In fact, I I have a I put out a new. I say new. Of course, it's months old, and now that we we're all living in 2020, it feels like it's ancient history. But a few months ago, when the pandemic started. I had a lot of fans that were frontline workers, and uh, we put a video together for The Healer, a very mm-hmm. grassroots video where they all sent in pictures of them working, doing their work, basically. And Tara and I hopped in the car and started driving around Nashville because the streets were so empty. Yeah. And so we took some video of that and sort of meshed it in and made this, this video, this new sort of interpretation of The Healer. Well, back then, Broadway was, there. it was a ghost town. It really was. There wasn't anything happening. Now they are operating, although there is a there is a new mandate, and I think it takes effect this weekend, um, where the bars have to close at 10 p.m. They're trying to find a way to, you know, have some economic relief for these businesses, but they're they're really not safe spaces right now because they're those bars, you know, a lot of these buildings are turn of the century buildings. They're oh, narrow. Sure. They're crowded. The, I can't imagine the airflow in there is great. Um, so they're breeding grounds for this particular virus. So on the other hand, you know, we're Music City, and if you don't have music down on Broadway, uh, what do you do about that? Because now you've got musicians out of work. You've got bars out of work. Like, it's, there's no good way. I feel I feel for our mayor because he's really, I think, trying to walk this weird tightrope. At first, we had a complete shutdown. We, we had a stay-at-home order, basically. They called it safer at home so that it wasn't as hard. We could go out and drive around. You could go to the grocery store. Sure. Um, you could do things like that. But for the most part, business was closed. And it kept our numbers down pretty good for a while. And then my favorite place to play is closed. They did not live through the pandemic. Oh, that's the other terrible. thing to consider is a week prior to everything shutting down, we had a huge tornado come through Nashville. Oh, uh, that's right. And yes. a, a large swath of East Nashville and that's the one I, I live near East Nashville so that that is more present the truth is it came it came through all of Nashville so there are parts of West Nashville that are just torn up but East Nashville took a major a lot of music venues took a big hit a lot of the music business has moved into East Nashville so it took a huge hit there's a place I played where you guys met me called the Lipstick Lounge mm-hmm. and their whole patio got taken out by the tornado they were starting to try to figure out how to handle that, and then a week later, pandemic hit. Talk about they have your not been open. They have not been open since mid-March, March 12th, March 13th, something like that. Yeah. If that, let me, I couldn't even remember, no, the tornado was before that even, so... And, They've been closed since the tornado. And see, so, imagine like, that, because you're also sitting right. over here, you're a staple in the community, if you will, and then right. you're just not there anymore. It's right. got to be devastating in so many different ways. I feel for you because, I mean, I just tell you, when we were going kind of over this show idea about the arts and artists and how the struggle is going on and how you you guys are really affected by this because it's not just a matter of that you've lost your job. You've lost everything that kind of goes with that, the bookings, the everything and well, yeah and it's not like your job is okay i'm you know i'm a i'm a server at i'm a computer you know, programmer I'm a, yeah I'm you know a, so i can't go to work um i mean you you this is part of who you are and your right. you know of what you draw from not just your income but 
right. you know, it's part of it. It's who you are being able to perform. Mm-hmm. So, so I guess that you, you guys have lost just a little bit more than the average sure. person does as well. Right. Uh, would you agree well, with that? You know, it's such a mixed thing, but it, there are, it's not just us. I mean, there are so many other businesses that rely on us. Like, think oh, about yeah. recording studios. Recording studios right now, you can't go sit in a recording studio and record with five other guys right now. That's absolutely right. true. You know, and I think about, so the very first drive-in concert I did, I had my Dobro player come out, and we put up special social media tip things for her. She's a realtor, and she owns a studio. She's also a session player for Dobro and guitar and pedal steel. Everything that she does took a huge hit. I was going to say, it looks like everything evolves around that. So, you know, wow. Right. And see, those are the things I don't think people really think about. You know what I'm saying? When, right. When it, you just think, oh, they're fine. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, that's what we talked about in the art show, that people are sitting around watching Netflix. And we wanted people to put some thought behind, okay, you're getting some relief from your life by exiting this pandemic and the stay-at-home orders and so forth by watching TV. Everything that you're watching and everything that you're listening to, all of those people are out of work. Right. Everybody. Right. Everybody that, you know, from the craft makers, the writers, the dress, dress right. you know, not just the actors, but everybody that ha- in that industry is not working. Exactly. Right. And and how is it going to okay. recover? That's going to be the thing. You know, I mean, right. movies, uh, TV. I mean, TV is probably a little bit easier, but. You know, it, it's also a lot of people can, can think, OK, well, the artist or the actor Think about us as a hub and all of the spokes on the wheel that go around us. That's the impact to me. There's Think about this, too. All of those studios that those actors go to, all of these concerts, all of your artists and the band, they have catering. Mm-hmm. Those yeah. caterers aren't getting any work right now. Those venues aren't getting any work right now. Like, there, you got people booking the, you got people that hang lights for a living for shows. They are not working right now. It's, yeah. There's a whole series of things here that are way bigger than just the artist or the actor right exactly and that's a that's the thing that amazes me is like when you when you can really think about that there's a whole industry behind you that has to survive too and i just don't think that people kind of give it that credence they just think oh they're fine that person nope. might be fine, but... <laughs> well, as you said, you know, Kenny Chesney, right? Okay, yeah, he's got plenty of money, but you don't think about the fact that he has tour buses. Right. All those people that he... that He, he relies He, he on is them. a business, and yeah. he has people that rely on him and are dependent upon him for their income in all right. capacities, whether it be driving the truck. Right. You know? I mean, that's... Yeah, it's, a, it's, it's, it's just going to be... I, I'm surprised we haven't seen more drastic losses of people dealing with this than we than we than we apparently have because there's got to be a lot of people out there that are desperate at this point you know it's it's so weird too i have a, a friend and i won't i won't mention her name but she's had some success in country music and she's won some awards and she was a big rising star and right now because she's not a kenny chesney yet but she's at a, a better level i guess than than a lot of us her band like some of them are on on employment one guy went back to working construction which is what he was doing before he was working Mm. for her well even her personal there's nothing to assist with right now so her personal assistant went back to doing doing hair uh, which was its own thing because you know salons weren't open for so long but like they all are just sort of trying to feel their way through this space and 
figuring things out until they can get back to doing what they actually do. Yeah, and I think that's just a whole country of people. I think so. When you think of the big picture and the the future of what that's going to bring and, and how long can we sustain this really is overwhelming. But it's, and it's a catch-22 because, you know, <clears throat> we're so eager for the economy to open open back up and, and people to get back to work but in a lot of ways it's not safe for that to happen either so you know no you know you don't want people just staying at home getting government money so to speak even though we've all already paid for that government money. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like, like i've paid taxes that's just my money sort of coming back to me for the moment and uh, i'm sure i'll have to pay more taxes again to uh, make that okay so what can we do um, as far as the show goes? How can we, you know, anybody that's listening, go ahead and tell us what you're doing and uh, going forward and how people can help out. And the new merchandise, I think you said uh, you've got some new merchandise coming out. That's a great way to support you. You know, again, right. anybody already has a T-shirt where you're going to you're going to be putting out some new ones. And that's <laughs> definitely a way that can, you know, they can help you is to. Tip jar. It's, it's huge for us, absolutely. Yeah. Honestly, you know, and not just me, but any artist out there, if you're, if you go go on social media, there's a zillion of us trying to find new fans. So, you know, sit and listen to a song, sit and listen to a monologue. If you got two bucks to throw in a digital tip jar, throw it in there. It, it really does help. If you are a fan, if you watch, you know, a couple of times and you're like, I really like this artist, join their fan club. That's a huge thing. For, for me, mm. that's been huge during this pandemic you want you know buy a shirt buy a cd we're adding new merch because you know we feel like most of my fan club already has all the shirts <laughs> right exactly that's so, what i was thinking yeah, but you know we did the other thing we did pajama pants at the front of the quarantine because we realized everybody was sitting at home in their pajamas that's fantastic that's a great idea. idea yeah <laughs> I, I so we put we put the logo on some pajama pants and now you can have some shelly jacket pajama pants <laughs> i could go all kinds of places with that one but i won't <laughs> Um, but yeah, I've seen those, but I didn't, I guess I didn't realize that I've not been on the store, so I guess I didn't realize you were selling them. Well, and if I could talk for just a couple moments about, uh, your website, ShellyTackett.com, then just remember it's C-H-E-L-E-Y Tackett, two T's at the end.com. And you actually have all your songs there that people can kind of sample and listen to, of all your yeah. albums. So I think that that's a great idea for people to come on, check this out. And by the way, you know, one of my favorite songs is My Best Dress. So, <laughs> uh, and I do Thank really you. like that one and Fried Chicken, which. Um, he was playing that when we came into the office. <laughs> yeah, was, so if you want to pick up those two albums, you yeah, know, you can you definitely go. get I'm that I'm still there. a play the one you like. And again, I'll plug our Magic Still Happen show because even though we're almost oh, yeah. 200 shows in, it's that is still show, my yeah. number one favorite show that oh, we right did was, uh, was was that show. Yeah, but I got to tell you, I just like the fried chicken song. <laughs> I can't remember if you told us that it was your mom that's never made fried chicken or something. Not ever. Not <laughs> ever. So when the pandemic hit, you know, a lot of people were like, oh, my God, the art is going to be so great on the other end of this. You know, all of these artists are sitting at home and. And it's so funny because, you know, we're, we're feeling the same emotions and going through sort of the same thing everybody else is. I, I started with a, a pretty good sense of humor about the whole thing, and I wrote some really funny songs. So those are actually up on the website as well, and you can only get them on the website. Okay. And because, they're, because they are silly, 
Uh, I put them up there so people can listen to them. If they want them, they can donate whatever they want to download those songs. But the thing is, like, writing with other songwriters, we've been doing that through Zoom, which is interesting, I might add. Um, <laughs> I imagine. Zoom and FaceTime, doing co-writing is a really, that's a new, that's an interesting concept. <laughs> you know, everybody's expecting this great artistic sort of quarantine pandemic renaissance to come on the other side of this, but I want to lower everybody's expectations <laughs> because a lot of the people I've been writing with are having trouble putting all of what they're feeling into their art. How could they sense. not? Yeah, absolutely. That yeah, totally makes so sense. Some, pe- some people have been super creative and some people have completely shut down. But you think about it, it, you get your creativity from all sorts of things, being on the road, traveling, whatever it is sure. that you get that from. Well, now your entire life has changed, been turned upside down. There is right. no possible way this could not affect you. Be, to be fair, some people are going to really thrive in that. They're probably making... Yeah, sure. Yeah, but for the most part, I would think that most people are feeling the exact same way everybody else is feeling. Well, I don't think you're going to have some upbeat, woo, song right. coming out, you know. <laughs> oh, I've got, you know, a hundred... Well, remember Shelley did in the beginning. You know, because (laughs) you're stuck at home. It might not be the time to release the club party song. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) My love for Netflix songs. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny. So songwriting, you know, ordinarily we make appointments and we go sit in a room together and, and try to work on some songs. But right now, most of us aren't comfortable being around other people in intimate spaces so to a large extent we've gone to doing zoom rights or facetime co-writes which is also a different energy you know much like a live concert you rely on the energy of the audience mm-hmm. well in, in co-writing you rely on the energy of the room and of the other writers in the room and oh. um that that exchange is usually really important to the to the concept of co-writing i thought i would hate it i thought i would hate a Zoom right or a FaceTime right, and I thought, just how is this even going to work? Because you're not going to be able to feel the presence of that energy. What I found is, with some co-writes, it's actually better because you really have to stop and listen to each other. Because Zoom and FaceTime, you can't talk at the same time. Period. You it just gets the audio gets too clustered and weird, and mm-hmm. and you can't hear what the other person's saying. So, especially with some co-writers that might tend a little ADHD, <laughs> it's been fascinating to me to do a FaceTime or a Zoom right where, I mean, you just, you have to listen to the other person when they want to weigh in. And that has been a pleasant surprise. Well, our friend that's a playwright that did the show on the arts, she said that one big surprise with her with using Zoom to do table reads, that she thought it was going to be terrible, but they turn off the cameras for everybody other than the actual actors that are doing the reading. And yeah. they use the chat feature to make all their notes. And so now it's on record so they can keep it and they're not getting distracted. And she said it has worked right. out really, really, really well because then they can actually go back instead of just scribbling something down while somebody else is talking. Right. That that has, has worked really well for them to do the Zoom That's for so, the table reads. Yeah. yeah, I think it gives you a little bit level of a different skill. You know what I'm saying? It kind of ups your game. So, you know, when this is all over, you're probably going to go back to the way that you were doing it probably before. But you might have just some different takes on stuff. You know, you might use some kind of different technology now that you didn't use before because you had to. 
And, and right. so there might be a couple good things that come out of it, you know, but definitely not not having any concerts. That's, that's <laughs> right. That's yeah, the, that's no fun for anybody. That's you know. right. <laughs> well, and now that you've kind of gone over telling us about what you have actually doing every Saturday and you're going to do a few more things here and there, is your website going to actually post that as well so people know when to look for you? Yeah, the website and um, the, my, my Facebook music page in particular, which is just Shelly Peckett Music, has all of that stuff posted. Saturday shows, because I'm not always the artist, that's posted on um, National Craft page, the distillery that's the location of the shows. Okay, okay. And we can add that into the show notes for anybody that wants to make sure they get a, they can click on it and find out what's going on with that. Great. <laughs> Well, Shelly, thank you so much for coming onto the show, talking to us about this and things that we can do to kind of help out and make sure you guys get through this all together. So visit the website, visit the Facebook page. Remember that the tip jar is always there. Mm -hmm. Um, New merchandise is coming and you can download the songs. Um, I didn't know there was new songs on there that are funny. Um, So (laughs) I'm going to go do that here in a bit. And take a listen to those. So. And definitely join her fan club if you become a fan, or if you're already a fan and you didn't join the fan club, make sure you click on that and do that as well. I got the t-shirt. There you go. New merchandise <laughs> coming. <laughs> well, again, thank um, you so much. Thank you, Mark. Thank you, Christy. I really appreciate it. Um, you know, being on a podcast, any platform that's different than my own is very helpful right now as well. So I really appreciate you guys taking the time to, to have me back. Well, you're always a pleasure favorite. to talk to. So, <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you so much, and I, I, I'll see you soon on Facebook. Uh, thank you very much. <laughs> Bye, guys. Always a pleasure to talk to Shelly. It is. It's wonderful. I know. A, a great performer, great interviewer. She's just an all-around nice person. Yep. And we actually did get permission from her to actually play a song at the end of the show. So then that way, if you're not a fan, hey, maybe you'll become one. That's right. If you're not familiar with her music, um, we've got a couple of shows, and we did a whole show on her Magic Still Happens song. So today we're going to play, as soon as we get finished, uh, one of my favorites. And so you can get a get a feel for who Shelly Tackett is if you don't if you're not familiar with her music. And that's definitely true. And you can also go to her website, listen to all of her songs. You know, hey, you can even buy her CDs right there. And that's ShellyTackett.com. That's C-H-E-L-E-Y. Tackett with two T's on the end.com. And we'll also provide that in the show notes. So then that yeah. way you can just go to our website and She's got some amazing songs. You uh, you will find multiple ones that you will enjoy, I promise. Oh, yeah, definitely. She has quite the variety. So we're about out of time for this show, and we have some great news. Starting January 1st, 2022, you can find our show at livingonpurposepodcast.com or any of the podcast platform like Spotify, Google Play, iTunes, Stitcher. Just search Living on Purpose Podcast and subscribe to the podcast or look us up on Facebook and give us a like and let us know what you want to add to this new show. That's right. So live every day of your life. On purpose. On purpose.